Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Penn State 365 podcast. My name is Dylan Callum Crowley, beat writer and recruiting analyst over at Nindy Nation of the Rivals Network, covering Penn State athletics on and off uh, the field of play. I'm joined by my co-host, Anthony Azan, as usual. Marty is not with us this episode, but he'll be back next week to recap Penn State's game against Michigan State on Saturday, as well as discuss Penn State men's basketball and other topics. Um, Anthony, before we get into today's uh, preview of Penn State Michigan State, um, worth noting, uh, there are some little tidbits we could talk about passing on uh, first. I guess let's start with the college football playoff rankings. Penn State comes in at number 11 in this week's uh, college football playoff rankings, not moved from last week's spot. Uh, this is not good news for the Nittany Lions, who uh, really needed to move up this week if they hoped to make a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, they are right now being blocked uh, from that, most likely thanks to uh, both USC and Oregon being in the top uh 10 as well as four sec teams as well what's your thoughts on the college ball playoffs here uh or the i should say the latest rankings yeah it's disappointing but it's not necessarily surprising that penn state stayed behind uh tennessee this week even though they lost pretty badly to south carolina uh, tennessee still has those top 10 wins against lsu and alabama in their favor so yeah penn state definitely needs a little bit of help as well as, you know, to help themselves and beat Michigan State, you know, pretty convincingly this weekend in order to get into a New Year's Six Bowl. You know, I think there's still plenty of chaos that can happen. You never know what can happen in rivalry week. And then you got the conference championship games as well. So we'll see if Penn State can sneak up at least one more spot to potentially get a New Year's Six bid. But as things stand currently, they're probably going to end up on the outside looking in, which is which is disappointing considering they've had a, a successful season up until this point. Yeah, there's not really much more than any lines could have done this year. You could point to that loss to Michigan State and sorry to Michigan and say uh, had the game been closer, perhaps they're uh, in a different spot right now. Uh, but that's just simply not what. Uh, happen and they, these are the cards they've been dealt so the full full top 10 ahead of penn state since they are at number 11 is georgia ohio state michigan tcu all in the top four they are your four college football playoff teams as of tuesday evening uh, ohio state michigan of course play this week in, in the game uh and then the winner will go on to uh, the big 10 championship game where we presume they will um you know demolish whoever comes out of the big 10 west i think that right now would be iowa um lsu at five which uh, is certainly questionable you look at how they uh got their doors blown off by tennessee earlier this season uh and they're ahead of a one loss southern california team whose only loss was a i think a one point loss to number now 14 in utah uh, and USC also has, you know, a notable win over Oregon State, who's now in the top, tw- who is still in the top 25. Alabama at number seven, Clemson at number eight, Oregon at number nine, Tennessee at number 10. Now, the Vols without Hendon Hooker this weekend could potentially fall to Vanderbilt, a team that's been playing really hot football the last few weeks. But um, you certainly think that the Vols would probably hang on in that one, uh, if not win uh, comfortably. Um, there's a lot of questions I have about this top 25. I think Penn State uh, should be higher ranked than Tennessee. I know Tennessee was 
uh, a very is still a very good team. Tennessee may be better than Penn State if Hen and Herker is healthy. Without Hen and Herker, Penn State is the better team than Tennessee. Uh, that Tennessee team just got uh, beat badly by a, a South Carolina team that uh, what has four four losses, four or five losses this season already. Maybe even six. I sorry, I knew it. I know it's five or six losses. Um, but that there is our what? They're seven and four. To be honest, they should be ranked. Really? I don't know how Weevil got in. Really? Yeah, seven and four right now. Yep. Wow, I'm a little surprised. Either way, seven and four. It's a quality South Carolina team, but it's not a South Carolina team that Tennessee should have been. Uh, well, they got their ass kicked by. And I know that was a, an away game for Tennessee, but still, uh, I would think that Penn State's uh, blowout loss to Michigan is better than Tennessee's blowout loss to South Carolina, if you ask me personally. Uh, we already went over uh, the USC and LSU thing. That is, in my mind, purely so if LSU loses next week in Atlanta in the SEC championship game, they can still keep the Tigers within the top 10 to 12 unless Georgia absolutely uh, knocks the doors off the Tigers. But I don't uh, see that happening all too much. Uh, just a really questionable week out of the college ball playoff committee. Yeah, before we move on, I think my biggest issue with it is that um, Tennessee and Alabama, there are three spots separating them in the rankings. When Tennessee beat Alabama head-to-head, so how do you how do you justify that? I understand that um I understand that um I lost my train of thought there for a second. Oh, that Tennessee lost by 30 to South Carolina. Sorry, my brain just shut off for a minute. But my goodness, like that's such a huge gap between two teams that have already proven it head to head on the field. I personally would have put Clemson with one loss ahead of Alabama to some degree, just to kind of make them closer together, make it make a little more sense. But I think that's just way too big of a gap between those two teams. I I 100% agree uh, with you there. Uh, Sorry, let me finish this one text message to uh, Richie, actually. Uh, But, um, yeah, uh, the college football playoff rang into this week. A little bit questionable, to say the least. Penn State, at the end of the day, needs a lot to go right for them. Not a lot. They they need one of a handful of teams to lose. You either need uh, LSU to somehow lose this weekend to Texas A&M and then lose in Atlanta. Um, you need Alabama to lose to Auburn, possibly. A Clemson loss would be big. Oregon losing uh, would be big. Tennessee losing would be big. Uh it's all a couple of those are possible. They're unlikely, but uh, at the end of the day, Penn State will need um, quite a bit to go right for them uh, to make a New Year's Six Bowl at this point. Yeah, the biggest one I'm looking at, if I'm looking at most likely upsets, I'm looking at that Oregon Oregon State game. I believe it's played in Corvallis this year. This Oregon State team is a quality team, and if Oregon loses this weekend, Penn State, I believe, would absolutely jump them, and that's how they could get back in that New Year's Six conversation. So to wrap this all up in a neat little bow, if you're Penn State, you just need to focus on winning your matchup against Michigan State and winning it in a convincing fashion. You know, they are, they're already discounting you for not having any ranked wins, which could be fair or a little disingenuous depending on how you look at it. But go in this weekend, get to 10-2, and, and then let the chips around you fall where they may.
Yeah, that's the biggest thing for Penn State. Just take care of your own business. And like you said, they don't have that one uh, signature win this year, which is really what's hurting them here as they head uh, into the final week of the regular season. They, I mean, what's their best win of the season? Uh, week one against Purdue? Maybe yeah. against Maryland? I still, um, I still give them credit for going into Jordan Hare and beating Auburn, even though sure, Auburn sure. Heck, you could even point to Ohio. They're probably going to win the MAC this year. That's turning into a low key, decent yeah. win. So, which isn't really either saying, way, but still. Yeah, either way, they lack that one signature win uh, or uh, any top twenty-five win, frankly, this season that they can point to. Um, we'll have to wait and see what the college football playoff rankings bring to us next week. Uh, of course, Penn State will be uh, after this weekend off for at least uh, about uh, at least a month because I think the Citrus Bowl is going to be uh, the most likely option if they don't uh, make the New Year's Six Bowl. So uh, definitely looking a little bit over a month off. But uh, of course, you got the conference championship games next weekend as well. Um, before we get into the game, uh, big news on the recruiting side of things. Penn State did lose a commitment. Uh, this weekend, as we talked about on uh, Monday's episode and uh, wide receiver Johnny uh, Shakir. Uh, that being said, they are getting on campus this weekend. 2023 four-star wide receiver, one of the top recruits in the state of Pennsylvania, one of their former top targets, Ronnie Gallagher, uh, for uh, an unofficial visit, which is quite the development. It's been really quiet around Gallagher's, Gallagher's recruitment over the last couple months. Uh, but this is uh, an eye-opener, I think, to say the least. He's still committed to West Virginia, but with the uncertainties surrounding that program, Neil Brown's future, they just lost their uh, athletic director, I believe, to Alabama uh, as well. Um, it is a lot, There's a lot of questions going on around in Morgantown this weekend, uh, or right now, not this weekend specifically, but right now. Uh, so the fact that Gallagher is looking around isn't too shocking. Like I said, he still remains committed. But the fact that Penn State's getting him on campus this late in the cycle is is a big development, and it definitely opens the door for them to make a late push here and possibly flip the four-star wide receiver. Yeah, 100%. I, for Penn State, um, this is something that's going to open the door. You know, I don't think it's going to lead directly to anything. But this gets a foot in the door, an opportunity to reestablish yourself with Rodney Gallagher. And we'll, we'll see what happens. Obviously, if he's coming to campus, there is some level of interest there. I do think that it will probably take Neil Brown getting fired for him to actually seriously consider flipping. Because I do think he really likes West Virginia. And I, I, it's probably still going to be a tough flip for Penn State. But at the same time. Still the hometown team for him, too. Yeah, he lives in Pennsylvania, but as, as many of you know, Morgantown is only about, what, 30, 40 minutes away from where he lives. I've in been told Pennsylvania. if it's a good day without traffic, it's as quick as 20. Yeah, so it, it's very, very close to his hometown. So as much as he might be a PA kid, West Virginia is very much in his ball, in his backyard. So, yeah, for Penn State, you know, they've been – clearly plugging away at this one for a long time and it, it's it's an opening and clearly Gallagher is showing some interest so we'll see what happens and you know just keep plugging away leading into signing day absolutely and there are a couple other names uh that uh are out there that Penn State could potentially pursue uh 
Florida native Edwin Joseph is one of them. Um, New Jersey uh, wide receiver uh, Zion uh, Fowler, another. He just decommitted from Pittsburgh, though. Uh, that was that was, I guess you could say, a mutual decision to a degree. Uh, I don't think he's going. I don't think Penn State's going to offer him. But if they struggle to land a couple other names, perhaps he's a guy that they look towards. Um, and there's some other names out there that if you go over to uh, Penn State Rivals, Ninny Nation, uh, we have uh, a article out right now that goes over some of those names to know. Uh, be sure to check that out. And, and of course, we'll, we'll talk about it in future episodes, but want to leave that to our subscribers for now. Because uh, there is one big name in there, Anthony, uh, a rather uh, uh, notable national recruit that Penn State is working really hard on trying to get to campus for at least an official visit. And then if you get, you know, if you get any of these kids to campus for official visits, whatever happens after that is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's gravy. You, you take your chances. It's anything can happen. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I guess let's move on to Michigan state uh, preview here. Any lines take on the Spartans for the most Beautiful trophy in all sports, the Land Grand Trophy on Saturday at 4 p.m. Game will be broadcasted on Fox Sports 1. Uh, Anthony, this is not the Michigan State Spartans that we saw a year ago. The Spartans here in their third season under Mel Tucker are 5-6, and six, including 3-5 and five in Big Ten play. Uh, they're, allowed, they're scoring 25.2 points per game, allowing 26.7. Uh, the, the big thing about this team this year is that defense once again is, uh, pretty terrible and the offense does not have the firepower now that, uh, Kenneth Walker is in the NFL. Um, Spartans are averaging just 121 yards per game on the ground, a stark, uh, difference from the 176 yards per game they had last year per, uh, on average, uh, on the surface level, what's your thoughts on the Spartans? I see this as a game that, uh, I mean, it's a rivalry game. I, I don't think it's obviously, a, for the players, a rivalry game on the same level as some others across the country. Still a rivalry game, so you have to throw the records out. You have to throw all the numbers out. But on paper, I feel like this is a team that Penn State should take care of business uh, against rather, rather easily. They're a 19.5-point favorite, I think, I last time I checked. Um, over the Spartans. This is a game they should win easily, I think. I, I just don't see that defense stopping the Nittany Lions, and I think the Nittany Lions defense is going to be able to shut down the Spartans for the most part. What's your surface level thoughts? Yeah, I think this is a Michigan State team that's still going to come out motivated for this one, just because you know they are at 5-6 and six right now. If they do pull an upset in this game, they'll become bowl eligible. So I think that's something that should motivate them. We'll see if it does or not. But I agree with you. I think even with the Michigan State team last year, where obviously they had Kenneth Walker, they were you know solid offensively, and that's what carried that team. They had their holes on defense, specifically in pass defense. You know, a lot of quarterbacks were able to have big days against that Michigan State secondary, and those problems are still pretty prevalent going into this year, and they don't have that offense. So I think that's why you've seen them kind of fall off the way that they have. So, you know, they have some interesting wins. They beat Wisconsin. They beat Illinois. 
and then they barely squeaked one out against Rutgers and lost to Indiana in double overtime. So it's a pretty mixed bag what you get from Michigan State on a week-by-week basis. But I do agree with you that this Penn State team shouldn't have too many issues with them. I could see it being close for a while just because there is that rivalry component. Michigan State is always a little bit of a bugaboo for Penn State. But, you know, Penn State's overall level of talent should eventually see this one through. Agreed. And the line actually right now is minus 18 and a half uh, in certain uh, sports books in favor of Penn State. So right. So just right around that 18 and a half, 19 point mark. So, I mean, you're looking at this Penn State is a three score favorite uh, against the Spartans. And the other factor you've thrown into this, it's I think it'll be a decent crowd on Saturday, but it's not going to be an overly crowded uh, stadium. It's the weekend after Thanksgiving. A lot of students are still at home. Not everybody's going to want to be traveling into State College uh, on on the Saturday, especially after Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Uh, it'll still be a decent crowd, but I don't think it's going to be 100,000 people in there, for that's for sure, uh, which is going to affect the atmosphere a little bit, and it may take a little bit for Penn State to get going. But I, I do agree with you. Uh, when you look at this – Michigan State team as a whole, let's start offensively. Peyton Thorne, the quarterback, is back again. Uh, it feels like uh, James Franklin said it. Uh, it feels like he's been around forever. Uh, it is his uh, third season there. Uh, he has completed 63.4% of his passes this year for just over 2,400 yards, 18 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. Uh, it's, an, it's been a quality season for Thorne, but he is definitely missing having uh, some of the – weapons he had last year that he no longer has one of them of course being Kenneth Walker the third he's also missing uh guys such as uh Jaden Reed I believe uh was the one who left early I know Jay Jay sorry Jay Jalen Naylor I believe is gone Jaden Reed is still there Jaden Reed is having another quality season for the Spartans, and Naylor was uh, the one who left. He went to the NFL last year, got drafted by the Vikings. But he, he doesn't have the, the same weapons he has last year. They don't have Walker. They don't have uh, Naylor. Those were two really big parts of that Michigan State offense that they haven't been able to replace. They brought in Jalen Berger, former four-star recruit out of New Jersey, uh, but it, it just it hasn't clicked the same for Mel Tucker's program. I just don't see Penn State's defense giving up more than 17 points as Michigan State offense. I think the secondary will be fine with covering Michigan State's wide receivers. Peyton Thorne is vulnerable to make mistakes, as you can tell by his 10 interceptions. And on the ground, they haven't been able to run the ball, and Penn State's been able to stop the run since the Michigan game. And outside the Michigan game, they've been stopping the run all season. I, I just don't see how this Michigan State team scores more than – I, I like I said, seventeen points at most against the Lions. Yeah, I agree. Um, you look at you know Jalen Berger. You know he hasn't been bad. He's got you know what six hundred and sixty nine rushing yards, six touchdowns. It's serviceable, but it's definitely not. He hasn't been the game breaker that they needed him to be coming from Wisconsin. You know Peyton Thorne has been you know okay, but again he hasn't. You know, he hasn't excelled to the level that they needed him to. I do think that receivers in Keon Coleman and Jalen Reed uh, will be an interesting matchup if if um, Joey Porter Jr. is back, as well as for Kalen Reed and Johnny Dixon. So I think those are probably your biggest playmakers on the Michigan State side of the ball that you have to watch out for. 
but yeah, I think for Penn State, the biggest thing this week is going to be who do you get back? You know, because, you know, Franklin talked about it in his press conference. Obviously, on the offensive side of the ball, you're not going to have Parker Washington. Um, you know, he's going to be out for the season with what we would assume is an injury. So then you're going to look at Olu Fashanu and Joey Porter Jr. He did mention that they could come back this week and they'll have to see what happens. So if you get those two guys back, I think that dramatically um, increases your chances of victory, especially with Joey Porter Jr. going up against one of these, you know, quality receivers who both have 50 catches and at least five touchdowns to their name this year for Michigan State. Yeah, quality point. We totally missed talking about Parker Washington, but yes, uh, Parker Washington has been ruled out for the rest of the season for Penn State. Uh, I'm assuming that will include any ball game that they potentially play in. Um, but it's it's a notable loss for the Penn State offense. They did well against against Rutgers last week. However, that was against Rutgers. Uh, the one thing for sure, though, is the Nina Lions will need to find uh, another wide receiver uh, to step up against Michigan State and uh, whoever they play in the bowl game. Uh, because without without Washington, that passing game did feel like it was missing something last week against Rutgers. It didn't have the same explosiveness. Uh, and, and Park Washington is just a, such a strong all-around wide receiver. It's hard to replace him. Uh, but great points there about uh, both Keon Coleman and Jaden Reed return uh, in this game for Michigan State. Trey Mosley, another name known. He's averaging uh, 9.6 yards per uh, catch this season. Uh, they have a couple guys who can make big plays here and there, but consistently it is Coleman and Reed. Like you said, Berger just hasn't been able to get and going on the ground as much. And then Jared Crusard, the transfer out of Colorado, uh, has been decent, averaging 4.8 yards per carry, but has only got has only received 61 this year compared to Berger's 141. Berger is by far the lead back in that backfield. Um that being said, like I said, I think the offense will the defense defense will be fine against Michigan State's offense. Uh, on the flip side, Penn State's offense, we, we talked about Parker Washington being missed by the offense. I think they'll miss him to a degree. That being said, this is a very good matchup for Penn State, even without Parker Washington. Michigan State is allowing 65.4% of the passes uh, to be completed this season or passes against them to be completed this season, allowing 236 yards through the air per game. And then on the ground, they're allowing 180 yards per game. Um, I think this is a game where Penn State can really just go with what they've been doing the last two weeks, uh, get the run game going early, stick to the run, and just run it down their throats for four quarters uh, and miss, and you know, miss – mix in some uh, passing here and there, but you don't need Sean Clifford uh, to have a major game this one. I think they may be a little bit more willing if they get uh, out to an early lead to throw the ball up more, you know, let Sean maybe go out on a really nice day. But outside of that, Penn State really should just stick to the run in this game uh, because you, you don't have the same weapons without Parker Washington. Uh, sorry, it's not the same offense without Parker Washington. Mitchell Tinsley is good. Uh, Harrison Wallace third has shown promise, but it, it's still not the same. And the running game has been paying dividends the last two weeks. Stick to the run and just dominate on the ground. 100% agree with you there. Just stick to what's been working. 
um, you know, Katron Allen and Nick Singleton have just been going on and off in terms of having, you know, who's been having the more dominant game, but you've been consistently getting one of those guys to 100 yards every single game. It would not be surprising if that happened again this week. Get both guys at least 15 to 20 carries and make Michigan State force you to pass the ball. And in which case, I'm not sure that they're capable of, of really doing that because I think that our offensive line should be better than their defensive line. And I think that we should be able to open up holes for our running backs to go through and, and get some serious yards. Um, I do think that they will be more willing to let Sean Clifford throw the ball this week because, again, that Michigan State secondary has been a major weakness the last couple of years. And I think it still continues to be this year. So I'll be surprised if they use the run to set up the play action and and they allow Sean to throw the ball 25, 30 times in this game and, and have him go out on a high note, like you said. So, yeah, just stick to what's been working. Don't deviate from your game plan and make Michigan State force you to deviate from that game plan a little bit if necessary. Agreed. Another eye-opening stat for Michigan State's defense in a bad way. Uh, so over the last uh, – let's, let's go back to uh, – I guess this is six games, last six games. They've allowed 237, 152, 276, 153, 224, and 257 in rushing yards over the last six weeks. Uh, and those last two were coming to Rutgers and Indiana. We saw what Penn State's defense uh, was able to – we saw what Rutgers' rushing offense was able to do against Penn State's defense last week. And Indiana is one of the worst rushing offenses in the Big Ten – uh, so that tells you just exactly where this Michigan State team is. And it's also notable that due to injuries, suspensions, and uh, a couple of other things, this Michigan State team is missing a lot of bodies heading into this regular season finale. They haven't been able to have contact practices for a couple of weeks now. Uh, like I said, a, couple of that, a lot of that's coming from injuries, but also suspensions, some of those related to the uh, Michigan Tunnel uh fiasco a couple weeks ago um yeah this is a game that penn state should run away with if if they if, as long as they don't come out completely flat and fall on their face in the first quarter uh, i think penn state wins this easily uh give me penn state 38 michigan state's 14 marty has 27 14 penn state what do you have anthony um i'll go with 30 to 10 with penn state I think, like you said, um, I'm interested to see how Michigan State comes out in this one. Do they come out focused, or are they just ready for the season to be over and they just kind of go through the motions of this one? And, you know, I would hope that Penn State, with hopes of getting to a New Year's Six, would come out focused and, and ready to go in the last home game of the season on senior day, going out for the seniors and winning this game big. So I'll say 30-10 to 10 Penn State. All right, so we all have Penn State winning rather comfortably, Anthony. Uh, and I guess – not Penn State related, but I need to know, who do you have winning the game this weekend? I think it's going to be a good game, but I'm going to go with Ohio State to win this one. It's in Columbus. Um, if Blake Corum does not play for Michigan, that drastically changes the equation. I don't think J.J. McCarthy can beat Ohio State being the lead option on offense, which is what he's going to have to be with Corum probably out. Donovan Edwards, I believe, is still injured for Michigan. It doesn't line up well for them. So I'm, I'm going to go with Ohio State, and it, it might not even be as close as we think it's going to be. I agree. I can see a, I can see a similar game to last year just flip 
flip the teams. I think I think if Ahasta comes out and dominates, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, I think the Buckeyes have a more complete offense than the Wolverines. And if Blake Corum's out, uh, give me the Buckeyes all day to win and cover that. So I do have the Buckeyes as well. Uh, if Blake Corum plays, I I still think I would take the Buckeyes. Just I, I would expect it to be possibly a little bit closer. Um, but even if he plays, I can't imagine that leg is uh, nearly fully healthy. But, yeah. All right. Well, any other thoughts before we wrap this up? No, I think that just about does it. Anything you wanted to add? Uh, no, I think that's it. So thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Penn State 365 podcast. My name is Dylan Count Crowley. He is Anthony Zahn. Be sure to check out uh, Nitty Nation over at pennstate.rivals.com. And also a shout out to our sponsor for this episode, uh, Adam Goldman at franchisecoach.net. Adam is a Ninny Nation member, a Ninny Lions fan, and a franchise veteran for over a decade. Using his expertise, he helps others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process, 100% free. So what do you have to lose? Your own new business made easy. Find your perfect franchise at franchisecoach.net or call Adam at any time at 844-800-3726. Again, 844-800-3726. And until we talk to you next time, everybody, have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, if you're going Black Friday shopping, be safe. Enjoy Black Friday. Uh, enjoy the college football, the last regular season week of the year. Uh, and we'll talk to you in a couple of days as we uh, recap Penn State uh, versus Michigan State, as well as uh, Penn State men's basketball against Lafayette. Uh, that's set to take place Friday night. Uh, have a good one, everybody. Be safe. Happy Thanksgiving.